Hi, and welcome back. Some quick business to take care of here before we get going. Hi, and this is Beavis to Beaver, a Christmas special special hosted by Nerd with a Phone podcast. And I wanted to give you a quick uh, little hits up here. This is where you can watch the episode that we're talking about tonight. Um, It's called It's a Miserable Life from Beavis and Butthead. And that would be HTTP forward slash forward slash hysterically assertive dot blogspot dot com. I've also shared the link to the episode over on Twitter Nerd with a Phone 1. And I shared it on Facebook. It's Charlie Haig on Facebook. And uh, other news about Facebook is that uh, I have now got a Nerd with a Phone podcast group on my main Facebook page. And that's where everybody and are fans of the show can come in and uh, talk about the show and everything. And uh, feel free to leave me advice and uh, <laughs> tell me how, how much I suck. Uh, it's all good and so um, feel free to pause this and uh, look in the description and hopefully there will be a not broken link uh, there to uh, go watch the episode and then come back and we'll we'll have a general discussion about Beavis and Butthead and the episode itself and see you in a minute seen the episode and know what we're talking about, so uh, no spoilers necessary, right? I mean, after all, this aired in 1995, but, you know, hey, and as I've stated several times for several other subjects, maybe it's best to start at the beginning, and when Beavis and Butthead premiered, I was 18 years old. Man, this review makes me feel ancient. And initially, uh, as will a lot of things, um, as I've stated previously, when Nirvana and uh, 
Snoop Dogg and other people. Um, initially, Beavis and Butthead had nothing, no kind of interest for me. Uh, I was poor. I didn't have any, uh, <laughs> didn't have any inner, you know, internet, um, cable television, barely had regular TV. Radio was like my, <laughs> was like my solace. Because I didn't even have cassettes or CDs to listen to that I didn't record myself. So, and it took me about a month and a half, two months to finally uh, go to a friend's house and uh, watch an episode. I mean, I had also had a uh, appendicitis attack that had to have the appendix removed in this time frame as well. So, there was a lot going on. And I have no idea which episode it was. Uh, that I had seen, but it's the now famous uh, fire episode. It was a fire, a, a now famous fire episode uh, that has been deleted and pisses me off because it was my first ever experience, and uh, I can't watch the episode again because uh, of the controversy. I remember watching the episode and hating it. All except for the way the voice actor that played Beavis would say, Fire! 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 I, I found that pretty funny, but it, it was moronic. I had no interest. Uh, Animaniacs held far more appeal in terms of uh, being funny, but, I mean, it was animated version of Marx Brothers. So, I mean, you know... And when it came to culture and television, especially, I was a snob. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to waste my time on sophomoric things that weren't tried and true. But over time, uh, <laughs> you know, watching the reviews of Metallica videos and ACDC videos and some... Uh, rap videos and everything like that, it just, it, it grew on me. And here's the, uh, synopsis that I have written down. I'm going to turn to my notes now. Um, <laughs> Beavis and Butthead represent the worst stereotypes of my generation and weirdly a cynical yet zen existence that many of us still seek. There's a lot more going on in Beavis and Butthead than a cursory glance would ever let you know. The show has courted controversy and triumph, and even show creator Mike Judge has regrets about the series. And yet, in preparing for this episode, I feel compelled to defend the show, and this episode in particular. It's a miserable life. And let me start by saying this. In its heyday, Beavis and Butthead was a hotbed for controversy. So much so that every episode that uh, has fire in it has been wiped from the face of existence. I am sure there are a few um, copies out there that nobody's putting up anywhere uh, because they want to hold on to them. You know, 
recorded straight from NTV and things like this, because every single time I've seen a video link to it, it's been taken down. Uh, and that would be because there were actual deaths involved, because some poor soul of a kid uh, didn't understand what he was watching was fiction and caused a tragedy. And this, I feel, has led to a uh, revisionist history for a lot of us, in which uh, people my age especially want to pretend that we never liked the show in the first place. Now, I admitted at the beginning that it took some time for it to grow on me, but once I understood what they were trying to do, I no longer hated it. It was a call. It was a call to, you know, hold us, Gen X, accountable that if we didn't pay attention, that the world we would, would inherit would be ran by people like Beavis and Butthead. Others feel differently, but that's how I always took it. And again, I mean, many people my, of my generation uh, say they felt peer pressure or something into liking the show. And I guess that could be part of it, but not me. Um, it's a great show. <laughs> it's just mindless fun if you want it to be. But there's deeper social commentary there for those willing to look at it and understand it. And uh, also, in preparing for this episode, uh, they said in a review online somewhere that uh, the 2011 reboot uh, was met by millennials uh, with disdain and everything. Uh, because uh, they had no interest in watching two crude dudes um, the way uh, that Gen X had been interested in it. And uh, if the uh, pictures from uh, the article that I read it in are accurate, no, nah, man, they, uh, <laughs> they screwed up Beavis and Butthead's design. They screwed with it, they messed with it, and it... Uh, yeah, yeah. That was the problem millennials had, I believe. More than anything. Like, uh, who the hell are these two, right? But, yeah. And I, I feel that sentiment is put on by the people who, uh, would have rather seen a Daria reboot. And I'm not trying to court controversy here in any way. I like Daria. I like Daria a lot. It's a good show. But the audiences are not the same audience. They're not. So, there's that. Alright, so on to the actual review. <laughs> uh, the show opens, um, as you would expect. This is a 20-odd minute uh, reimagining of It's a Wonderful Life. Except in this version, instead of Clarence, we get an angel Charlie who is sent to Earth not to help Beavis and Butthead become better people, but to encourage them to remove themselves from the planet altogether, a.k.a. kill themselves. 
it's just a fun, fun episode and like that. And it's a dark subject matter, of course. But it's just brilliantly done. Uh, hopefully you guys have seen the episode. Uh, and it's one of those uh, things. It, it, it fit perfectly in its time in the 90s. Uh, this whole disillusionment with uh, the way the world is. There's uh, so much focus on the false and everything that uh, the truth of matters cannot be seen. I mean, the episode actually opens with people praying that they'll die. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, and I will say most of the controversy around this episode and its treatment of its a wonderful life uh, stems from uh, under uh, not understanding uh, that this was them firing back at uh, parents groups and religious groups that uh, wanted the show gone. <laughs> and you know, this is a shot in the dark kind of thing. But uh, Mike Judge, <laughs> if you hear this, why not bring back Beavis and Butthead but to podcasting? On Anchor, do a radio play starring Beavis and Butthead. Start it again here. So MTV doesn't have a taste for it anymore. Could find a new home here. Just saying. After all, Anchor is the underground. Yep. I definitely listen every day, week, month, however often you do it. But again, back to the episode in question, It's a Miserable Life. The <laughs> the protagonist of this, the anti-hero of the episode, Charlie, <laughs> who's trying to rid the world of Beavis and Butthead, uh, is hilariously portrayed, in my view. I, I, I just lie. I mean, I love this episode. And, and maybe it's self-serving and it stroked my ego a little bit. I don't know. But, yeah. <laughs> and the thing that I found the funniest about the entire episode is uh, their complete apathy at the fact that uh, everybody's life was better <laughs> even though they were gone. Uh, you know... I mean, Daria never develops a hatred of men because Butthead wasn't around. (laughs) (sighs) Poor put upon Daria, right? But to bring this about to a more Christmassy feeling of what I'm trying to get you to see about this episode. Sorry for awkward pauses. It can't be helped right now. But as with many um, Christmas episodes, or television in general, you can't help but think about the people, places, and events that were going on in your life when you saw said show. And I think the ultimate uh, message of It's a Miserable Life 
is that regardless of anybody's opinion of you, as long as you have self-worth, life is worth living. Um, it's honestly terrible that many people can't find that. And it sucks. <laughs> this sucks ass. But many of the huge things that are happening in the world are reasonably, reasonably beyond the average individual's control. There's not a lot we can do about them. And being, you know, being self-defeating and giving up uh, isn't an option. And that's something that a lot of Gen Xers got from watching Beavis and Butthead. We, uh, we didn't think we were as dumb as them. And the goal was to always be just, and if I can do a little better than Beavis and Butthead, I'll be good. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you, Mike Judge, for making that show. Uh, it's honestly, I feel too bad that millennials don't understand it. Uh, I don't want to lump everybody into that, obviously. <laughs> but, yeah. Watch the episode. Uh, share Beavis and Butthead with the world. Uh, it's in danger of being forgotten. It really is. All right. I'm Charles Hagan, whenever with a phone. Thanks for uh, subscribing in your favorite podcast player. Uh, hopefully, that would be Pocket Casts, Anchor, or Spotify. <coughs> and uh, we'll see you again soon. I'll keep you informed on Twitter and Facebook about what the next episode of Beavis to Beaver will be. I hope to get some interaction from you guys about what it should be, uh, go ahead and hit me up on the Facebook group, on Twitter, or message me here on Anchor, and we'll get an episode, a Christmas special, that you guys uh, actually want to know my opinions of. I am Charles Haig. I'll talk to you later. Happy holidays, folks. One more thing. <laughs> Robocop saves Christmas, right? RoboCop saves Christmas. What the heck? Alright. Later. Thank <laughs> you.